Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24-7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on-demand support to help do that. Each week on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this session of the Lateral Property Management Podcast. We have a little bit of a different format this week. Your usual host, Ethan, CEO of Latchel, is in the hot seat today as a guest, along with Michael Lushington, the CEO of Four and Half, a tech-forward marketing agency for property managers. And I'm Katrina. I'm your host for this session. And I'm going to be digging into the brains of Michael and Ethan to surface some of the details of the vast and ever-expanding topic of the future of property management. That's the theme of this year's PM Grow Summit in San Diego coming up very soon, February 28th through March 2nd. So if you haven't registered yet, then hopefully you will by the end of this podcast, because we'll be giving a sneak peek into some of the most anticipated sessions of the conference and why there's such hot button topics this year as we're all kicking off our growth strategy and goals for 2022 and beyond. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, Pleasure I'm to really, be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Um, it's nice to be here on your own podcast, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm awesome. digging it. Yeah. yeah. So I came in full pressure. uniform. First of all, I want to declare this is not my normal uh, casual wear. Usually I have like another four and a half jersey that I wear with a number on the back. But this one, um, totally decked out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then great. also uh, getting ready for PM Grow Summit. Just want to show this little goodie. This is our, these are our lanyards and uh, right here, show up with a badge and you're in. So I'm ready to go right now. Can you show us what the badges look like in case we haven't bought a ticket yet? Maybe try and like, you know, take a screenshot of that Man, thing. You, you totally, you totally got me. I don't have the badges yet. They're in, in work, in progress, but I'm totally excited about this lanyard. I was wearing it all day, getting ready to go to the show. So I'm ready. I'm there. So let's one go. step closer. Nice. <laughs> well, I'd love to kick some things off with some background on the both of you and your respective companies, but I'd love to be able to do it in the theme of PM Grow tradition, a mini pitch off acapella style. So if you've been to PM Grow <laughs> uh -oh. in the past, you know the annual pitch off competition well. Vendors give their best 60 second elevator pitch to be judged ferociously by attendees who get to vote on the best, most effective elevator pitch. So I figured since we have two well-seasoned CEOs here, we could give you guys each 60 seconds on the clock to give the best pitch for your company. Okay. As yeah. well-seasoned as we might be, I don't know if we can reach the scale or achievement that Larry has from Tenant Turner. H hands down. In fact, uh, I got an email from Larry the other day. Did someone say pitch off? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man. I just I thought I heard something Mary. about pitch off. So, it, you know, my ears were tickling and I'm like, hey, 
let's get down to business. All right, give me a second because I got to get the, uh, the the T-shirt gun and and a couple of fireworks and a few <laughs> other explosives that Larry just sent me. So uh-huh. I need to get yeah. on that. All right, nice. I appreciate it. Step it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here, Larry. That's awesome. No, happy to be here. For those who don't know, Larry is reigning champion. He's won PM Grow Pitch Off. Was it the past two years in a row? Um, it was last year when we went virtual. So uh, at PM Grow. Yep. Yeah. It so- will stay in our minds forever, though. It feels like every year you've uh, <laughs> reigning champion. This is totally time. hardcore. Now I'm like a thousand percent intimidated. I'm like uh, the reigning champion is here. This is it's awesome. okay. It's all right. Feels like well, jumping in the ring no, with Muhammad Ali. Larry's I'm, here I'm because he's here to be the judge of your guys's pitches. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you have you don't have a pitch prepared? No, no. Well, I got to save it for uh, PM Grow, so I can't right, I can't cool. give away all my tricks. So wait. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, there we go. Glasses upgraded. I'm liking it already. What do you got, Ethan? <laughs> Am I going first? All right, all right. <clears throat> uh, how now, Brown? Okay. <laughs> Radio voice, okay. What is consistently the biggest customer service hurdle in property management? It's maintenance issues, right? And what is the biggest resource constraint any management business faces? That sweet, sweet moolah. The money, we don't have enough money. We have too many maintenance issues. But imagine a world without those constraints. Imagine where you got paid more money without having to do more work, where your residents loved your maintenance service, and where a single maintenance coordinator could manage thousands of doors. Welcome to Latchel. We're the only platform that exists that has combined revenue generation and maintenance efficiency for property managers. Book a demo and see why Latcha will change the way you view your property management business. Woo! Very nice. Yeah. Wow. No, no, Propless, you know, my voice was the only prop there. The, thr- the throat clearing at the end was the best part for me. Yes. <laughs> What's that? Okay. Nice. Yes. There's those, those few seconds of silence. It's like, is he asking me a question right now? Or, you know, is that a part of the skit? So I, I appreciated what, that. What do I say now? She's like, wait, is this the pitch off? Or- yeah. Are we supposed to be answering your questions? <laughs> that was great, Ethan. Well done. All right. Well, my uh, worthy adversary, I guess it's your turn. Okay. Four and a half is the marketing agency for property managers. We are literally the greatest marketing agency for property managers that has ever existed. That's all we do. We don't serve taxidermists or golf instructors, but if we did, we'd kill that market as well. We have over 50 years of collective marketing experience doing marketing for property managers, and that's it. We provide a comprehensive suite of services that starts with a marketing plan and ends with you. <clears throat> However, doing and waiting, waiting for us to leave you because 
Our services are so exceptional and our people are better than that. We build relationships with our clients that last a lifetime. And we focus on returning the kind of value that comes with those kinds of relationships. So if you're looking for a lifetime relationship and a comprehensive marketing solution for your property management company, then it's probably best if you get in touch with us right away. Solid. Like it. I got like some Terminator vibes. (laughs) How about you guys? I wish I had sunglasses on. (laughs) I'm jealous. I am too, you know. I almost brought in Brunhilde. Sunglasses. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, that would have been the mic drop. <laughs> so, Katrina, are, are we giving feedback now? Is this now the time on each of the pitches, or? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate both of them. They both had a, a slightly different style. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Ethan. You know, I, I really appreciate. I, I was definitely like that. Uh, those pauses there, like I said, it kind of led me on my seat. Like you asked me a question. I think both y'all did a great job of explaining the problem and, and the solution. Um, uh, I think Ethan, all you were missing were props, man. I, I could have seen a money gun. I could have seen a cape. I was expecting that that little extra oomph. But overall, I think execution was great. Uh, Michael, like I appreciated that that joke, the taxidermy joke. I, I and you killed it, like literally, like in the joke sense and the overall sense. So I, I did appreciate that too. Um, not going to judge you on the props at all because I, I would be freaked out if you brought a dead animal on screen. So I appreciate <laughs> that you didn't do that um, either. I'll, let me just take a note. Yeah. No dead animal. Okay. No dead animals. I appreciate that. Okay. And then in closing remarks, you know, because I am the champion, I, it seemed like the crowd really liked having a legal disclaimer at the end of it. So I definitely recommend having a sped up chipmunk voice of how, you know, so because it's going to do two things. One, one is going to protect you. And the other thing, you know, you can slip all kinds of jokes in there and in the last three seconds. So that's that's what I recommend in a closer. But both y'all, great job. Um, nice. But that's my feedback. Thanks Love so it. much, Larry. Love it. Now I can go in to the official <laughs> stage and really crush it with yeah. that guru disclaimer mm-hmm. advice. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Props are on the way, Larry. We'll send you the awesome. t- t-shirt gun. <laughs> yep. Yep. Flying rig, the whole nine yards. Actually, I, I don't think... People know what's coming, you know? Yeah, bring it. Bring the thunder. We want it. 100%. Yeah, I'll be there. And, you know, Larry, b- before we move on, uh, you know, I, I have to call out what looks to be, like, potentially a burlap sack of uh, old coffee that you might mm-hmm. be wearing. <laughs> and maybe open yeah. up the opportunity for nice. a different kind yeah, of you. pitch. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, there's some rumor that my nickname is Legacy Larry. Uh, we won't, this may not be the time for that. You know, you'll have to connect with me at PM Grill what that's all about. But I will show, you know, Michael, you showed your jacket. So this is a burlap coffee jacket. One of my coworkers made this. Um, I, I, I really like coffee. And this is a bag from um, Guatemala. So I, I will be wearing this on stage. I'm very proud. Uh, it's a custom made jacket. So that's exceptional. I've that's already awesome. requested one for myself. <laughs> we'll see what we can do, Katrina. No promises. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, thanks for jumping in, Larry. Larry yeah. from Tenant Turner, everybody. That was exceptional. Reigning champion, yeah. master, and master judge, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, look forward to seeing y'all at uh, PM Grow coming up soon. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, no Larry. Bye. Wow. I haven't felt the pressure like that since I was acting. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. <laughs>
That was out of control. You really yeah, I, did give some Terminator vibes. I, I meant that with like, the, just that was good. Yeah, that was great. Those sunglasses really added to it. I feel bad for anybody who's just listening in. So if you are just listening in, make sure you watch the YouTube video <laughs> to see see the props involved. <laughs> Whoever came in in the middle of that was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Excuse me, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, we'll get back on track. <laughs> so uh, the theme of this year's conference, the future of property management, would love to hear from you guys. Uh, why you decided that this would be this year's theme. Sure. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit, Ethan, or you want me to go? Um, yeah, I, I can touch on it first. I think you'll be okay. sort of the master here around the, the positioning of PM Grow, but uh, yeah, I can give my thoughts. Um, you know, I think there's a lot happening when we talk about future property management. There's a lot of industry changes happening. There's like literally structural, like competitive landscape things that are changing coming off COVID, there's like all these new laws and a different dynamic to how management happens. There's new technologies. There's a lot to unpack. Um, but for me, what I, what I kind of pinpoint to you most is that management itself is really changing as you have these companies consolidating into sort of these mega property management companies. And it's starting to look a lot how e-commerce looked as Amazon came around and you saw this consolidation of retail online. And as I see similarities there, when I think about PM Grow, I'm thinking about how uh, business owners really learn how to survive during all this change. And when you look at e-commerce, companies were just like disappearing left and right as Amazon and Walmart proliferated and took things over. And there's this huge movement in management where that could be what the future is. And PM Grow is going to equip business owners with the knowledge to secure the wealth they've built with their business and not suffer the same outcome these e-commerce companies did as Amazon proliferated, where this all this operational and business value you built suddenly disappears to the mega corporation. And instead you're building your company in a way where you can survive and continue building that wealth, build that wealth for your family, for yourself and not fall, uh, not have it all fall apart and disappear like it, it did for a lot of e-commerce companies. And I think PM grows the place where you're going to learn how to do that and secure your, your financial future. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. It's well said. Um, for, for me, to, to a large extent, when you're doing a show like this, um, it's, it's just been a really, um, it's really been an interesting process. The, the first thing, too, I, I want to call out before we forget, it's really important to recognize kind of the legacy of PM Grow. Um, and I really want to recognize two people before we go forward, this, which is Alice, Alex Osinenko and Jordan Moela. And, and, and the two of them, you know, Jordan told the story recently in a blog. He talked about it, and um, you know they sat at a bar and said, "Hey, let's do this because it'll be great for people." And I think that was a really good. That's a really good place to start, and um, that's really how I, I'm thinking about it. And and when we talked about doing the show, and when Maria and I got together and said, "Okay, what are we going to do this year? Um, what should it look like?" We really wanted to build a show that, in some sense, was also for ourselves, and would help us answer questions about those two first two words, which is the future. 
you know, what does what business look like in the future? And what are, what are some of the key skills that people are going to need? What's the information and knowledge that people are going to need? Because the reality is all of the things you mentioned, you know, this is such a transitioning landscape. And so the feeling is that um, adaptability has to be built in. I think that's the big thing. And so to do that and to, to not be always reacting sort of in like something happens and you know a year later you have a response as a business that's not what's going on anymore you know um and it's the same thing with the show right we, we have all this um you know we've had a surge in testing and all of this and changing environment and it's caused us to to think about the show again and kind of how we're doing it and what we're doing and that kind of thing and so it 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 forces this kind of um, adaptability mindset that I think you want to build into the company so that change <laughs> is not this shock effect. You know, in the old days, we had this thing when I was a technology consultant, it was change management. It's a huge industry. And sort of there was this whole sit down and you would spend a year working on change. Yeah, that's not real anymore. <laughs> and so to me, it's it's building up this um, skill set to have kind of a adaptability and, and fluidity against uh, changing reality. Um, the big outcomes for me, you know, that that I think um, I'm looking for, I think the experience of someone coming to PM Grow this year, I think they'll learn how to manage a, a business where where everyone could be leading at some given point in time. I think they're going to learn how to tap into resources within themselves that they never knew they had that literally they'll be teaching on how to do that. Um, I think they're going to learn how to manage their finances to achieve their dreams. So in other words, the, the thing I like about um, the, the way that um, the financial information is being presented is it's about achieving your goals and, and your vision and then learning how to spend your marketing dollars in a way that's effective and supports your goals. And then, um, you know, diversity is so, so important now learning how um, to set up a diverse environment inside your company and why that's so important to your success going forward. And then lastly, of course, um, technology, software, you know, and um, understanding what a changing environment this is now and what what kind of opportunities are out there that just didn't exist before. Um, the other day I had a conversation with a property manager and all I, all we were doing was just talking about the vast number of um, players that have come into the market. I know you guys have felt this as well. And, you know, what's the reality of that, right? If you have 10 different options or 15 different options on a CRM, who's benefiting from that? Well, it's, it's the client, right? That's who's benefiting from all of that multiplicity. And so um, I think all of those things are what we're trying to address with the show. Yeah, that's great. Are we... Yes. I was just going to say, I think, too, we're at a time where um, I think now is more, this year is probably more critical than any other year in the last decade for right. getting up to speed with the technologies, the resources that are now in play. COVID was a massive driver of change. The world is different now than two years ago. 100%. And this is the first time PM grows back in person, like where we can actually all get together and truly understand what does the industry look like. And I think if you miss this year, you're you're not going to be a year behind. Everyone that shows up this year, they're going to be five years ahead of anyone because of the pace 
that things have evolved uh, since COVID. That's right. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and there's always such that great community aspect of coming to a conference and having that ability to kind of get your head out of the weeds of your day-to-day operational tasks and meet with other people and learn from other folks as well who are doing the same thing you're doing and stay ahead of the curve in that way. So super excited about so many of the sessions coming up, but really want to touch on the keynote speaker that's opening for this conference because I know I'm really excited about it. Um, so, Michael, this one's for you. Uh, the keynote speaker is going to be Cloud Silver with Vayner Media. So, mm-hmm. for those who aren't familiar, can you give us a quick intro of who that is and why you all chose her to kick off this event? Oh yeah, <laughs> no problem. Um, Claude is is just remarkable person to even to, to be in her presence. I've had several opportunities now getting ready for the show, talking to Claude, and and um, her perspective on, um, you know, she's the first chief heart officer for um, Gary V's organization, VaynerMedia. And um, she's basically tasked every single day with um, keeping um, everybody on task and focused and also healthy and whole and, um, you know, emotionally sound, um, psychologically sound and and feeling good about what they do. And, her perspective on leadership, on how companies work together, on how people connect and uh, build great organizations um, is just deeper than most everybody else that you'll talk to. Um, you know, our perspective in putting together the show, again, was we wanted to, to address both the, the human aspect of companies and, and human organization and relationship. And then we wanted to address the technical aspect and we wanted to do them in such a way that they were integrated. And um, Claude has lit, literally lived that experience. And um, in terms of somebody with a depth and breadth of perspective, I, I, it's just very difficult for me to imagine anybody else that could, that could fill her shoes. So I'm so excited to have um, Claude there and she, She's someone, I guess the way I would describe it um, is she's someone to be experienced. I guess that's the way I would describe it. You know, it's not sometimes, sometimes a resume can give you this kind of wow feeling or you read stuff about people on paper, but that doesn't necessarily do justice to the presence and the heart of the individual that you experience in the room. And um, that's who Claude is. So just to me, and again, going back to the original sort of self-serving motive with the show, which is I wanted to build a show that... I would want to come to and sit in and, and, and experience being with these people. Claude is definitely that person. Yeah, I love that. And I love that she's got that whole um, notion of combining technology with the humanity technology serves so we can be more human and be more emotionally connecting and relationship building, strategy driving. Um, so I think that's a great way to kick off the conference. It can be a great topic to start with, especially with the next session coming up shortly after that, this whole concept of AI versus HI, which I love artificial intelligence versus human intelligence. And in such a relationship driven industry, you do need to be able to marry those things. And it's been a little bit tricky trying to navigate walking that line. Um, So question for both of you, I would love to hear how have you seen property managers do this really well? Do you I want me to go, you no, want no, me to go first, Michael? Or? You go ahead. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, That's great. 
Well, I can take it from like a more general Navy framework. Um, and then we can maybe dig into some specific examples. Okay. But I think where people go wrong when they think about AI versus like the human intelligence or the human component is kind of maybe fundamentally misunderstanding some of why AI should be used or what AI should be used for. Um, so I'll use a, a, an example that hopefully doesn't bring us too far off track of grandmasters in chess. So what they find is um, a computer alone will usually lose against a, a chess grandmaster. The computer can't win. And that's because like the decision-making frameworks are just too complex and the human mind can break down the complexity much better than AI can, which is very regimented and rules-based. But even better than AI or the grandmaster alone is the two working together. A grandmaster that's using AI to help them play the game beats a grandmaster that's not also using artificial intelligence. Right. And any business, uh, decision-making frameworks, any operation, everything in property management included, you alone, the human intelligence alone, will not perform as well as the combination of human intelligence and artificial yeah. intelligence or, or efficiency. So that'll be the general framework I lay out. So as we think about this stuff, we think about the combination uh, versus two things being pitted against. But when you do pit two against similar to chess, usually the AI is going <laughs> to lose. It's how do you build the integration? Absolutely great. Like just great example. I just love it. You know, I've, I've spent a fair amount of time, you know, studying um, artificial intelligence and reading about it. And many, many years ago, I had to perform and as an actor in a play at MIT as, um, as a uh, philosopher in a play about artificial intelligence for nothing but people that did artificial intelligence. <laughs> um, my quick, my quick story, sideline story on that is, so we did the presentation and afterwards we had to have this, this cocktail party reception to talk about ideas and exchange as people do on universities. And so we're there and um, we're having drinks and then all of these MIT extremely smart people come up to me and started talking to me as if I were um, a philosopher, which was a huge compliment to me as an actor, but I also had to politely explain to them that I had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just saying my lines. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I think that, I think to your point, I think that's completely right. That that overlay or that mesh between um, technology and people or people to people, um, I think that's, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? That's how this, that's how this works and looking um, at how that how we create that blend um, is exactly why we want to do the conference and have those discussions and, and talk about people that are thinking this way and and see that that's you know this is to me this is still fairly advanced thinking in terms of how you're organizing things inside of companies and i think that um, having a conference about that is is a very forward thinking thing to do inside of the property management industry so i'm really looking forward to um, that kind of discussion. So I hope you bring up the AI example when we're there and there's, we get more people involved because I think it's a really good topic. Yeah. Yeah, and I, there's one thing I did want to touch on before we move on because um, when we were prepping for this podcast, we touched on it and don't want to miss it. But 
um, tying into AI and HI and having more time to be more human. It gives you more time to effectively lead a company as well and really nourish your employees and the people working on your company. And Michael, you had noted um, kind of the importance of getting employee buy-in and making sure that everyone in the company is a leader. And I think Cloud Silver will touch on that as well, but would love to spend a little bit more time on kind of your perspective on that and um, how that's also driven some of the sessions that we've got going on. Oh yeah, so 100%. So the, the, um, uh, the industry, I think, has been talking about this. I watched a, um, a podcast with, on, with uh, Second Nature, um, which was really, um, Andrew um, did a great job facilitating that, but um, the conversation was between Todd and Orshide, um, who's amazing property manager, credible company, and, um, and Alex Osinenko, founder of Four and a Half. Um, which was really interesting. And the perspective was um, kind of this idea of buy-in versus, um, you know, I'm the leader, I set the direction, everybody come with me and here we go. And and uh, it was a really, really interesting discussion because, um, you know, uh, Alex's orientation, having built a company up from, you know, the studs and, and bare bones, um, you take this kind of approach. I'm sure, Ethan, you're familiar with this. You have a group of people, you get together and you say, hey, I've got this incredible idea. Let's put this all together. But you've got to get people wrapped around the idea and sort of um, concentrated on the vision and able to move, you know, to really move it forward and, and get some energy and lift behind it. You know, Todd's orientation, which was absolutely fair, was he was going to these conferences and listening to people talk about great ideas or whatever, or let's go do this in our company. And that kind of thing. And then later, people would come up to him and say, you know, I love these ideas, but I got to go back and get buy in from everybody. And Todd's orientation was, why? Why do you why do you need that? You're the leader. You've gotten the insight. Take the insight back, make the insight compelling and, and get them get them to follow you. And um, it was really interesting to see kind of the, the, the juxtaposition of views. And in my view, watching that, I just think it was to people coming from two different perspectives in terms of, you know, kind of how, how the company grew up. Um, Todd's has a very, very strong, powerful company with people with um, good benefits and, and a nice structure built in place. So if Todd, you know, they trust Todd and they have this strong relationship. And if Todd has a leadership direction, it's like, let's go, let's go this way. And I completely get that. I, I totally understand the comp companies can be hugely successful running that way. But if you're building it from the studs up first time through and, you know, you're out on the cliff looking over the horizon and going, it's actually amazing over there, but I need you to come walk off the cliff with me because we're going to go in this direction. Everyone's like, I'm not so sure I want to jump off that cliff. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. And so you, you've got to get some kind of we all know this right in, in, this, in this small company when we're standing it up for the first time. Um, you have to get everyone to buy in. So I think that kind of um, conversation um, is, first of all, it's perfect for Claude. That's that's literally, you know, that's probably her every day <laughs> is, you know, and getting people to orient to Gary V's organization. And this is who we are and this is how we do things. Um, you know, it's very powerful and, and getting people oriented to that focus, especially if they've come from one particular background or another. How do you do that? It's it's it. You need to be trained is the short answer. 
Yeah, awesome. Um, well, I know we have a short timeline here and there's one thing or a few more things that I really want to touch on. So okay. one of the sessions that I think that is going to drive a lot of value for property managers coming to PM Grow is this market consolidation debate, basically two sides of should property managers be building to get acquired or should they be building to stay healthily independent and to be able to compete with all the companies doing the acquiring? So, um, yeah. I would love to hear from both of you some clarity around what's driving this debate and then uh, hear some personal takes if you guys lean one way or the other. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Ethan, you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, from my perspective on it is this, um, that as things, when things start consolidating and the technology and economic environment around an industry looks like it does with property management, there's been a fundamental shift in where the industry is going. And it's no longer going to be insanely fragmented, you know, with, with tiny management companies and boutiques all over the place uh, in, in mass quantities. And what what will happen is things will start consolidating. There's now finally going to be winners and losers in the industry. And what will likely happen is that 80% of the property management companies that are currently operating fast forward a decade probably won't be operating anymore, or they'll be skin and bones compared to what they were before. And even for the companies coming to PM grow, you're going to have a much better shot at surviving that change because you're going to learn all the right things to stay in business and protect that, that financial wealth you've built in your company. But truth is, maybe half the companies that are even like coming to PM grow might not, not survive it. Um, and in that type of environment, right, where this consolidation is happening and lots of companies aren't going to exist in a decade, how do you, how do you equip yourself and do the right things to protect your wealth as the business? Cause you've built probably your own financial security, your own retirement plan in your company. you potentially have built a multi-generational wealth for your kids and their kids with your company. And a lot of it comes around like how, how to protect that. And I guess to kind of bring the, the debate to a high level, there's, there's two paths you have. There's two strategies. Well, maybe there's three strategies. The third being you stay business as usual and you wait for the end to come. Let's say that's probably not preferred by anyone, especially anyone listening to this or anyone going to PM growth. That's probably not why you exist. There's then two other strategies. You build and optimize the company for a wealth building exit or wealth building acquisition. I mean, you become part of the, the bigger organizations and you do it in such a way where you're, you're protecting that financial wealth, that retirement, that nest egg, right? That's one path. And the second strategy is you build something meaningful enough and powerful enough to survive this wave. We're not saying all boutiques will go out of business or all management companies go out of business. We say the majority probably will because they're not going to do the right things, but you don't have to go that way. You can still build an independent business. And then it comes to, well, what do you need to do for each of those strategies? And what do you optimize for? And I think maybe we're maybe Michael and I would disagree on which strategy is the right strategy to pursue. 
what would yeah, you do? There is no right or wrong, but just different choices in what direction you would take your company. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, for what I would do, um, I mean, fortunately, I, I don't have a management company, so maybe I don't have to worry too much about this. But, uh, you know, Latchel serves proper Latchel, management same, companies. Yeah, same thing. And, same so, thing. you know, we, yeah. we do have to worry about it from that perspective and be thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was running a management company, I'd optimize for strategy one, which is build a great company that I know would be acquired so I could retain that wealth potentially build even more wealth, uh, protect myself, my family, my, mm -hmm. my kids, kids. Um, and there's, you know, different ways to do it. I, I think the reason I would do that over try and do the whole thing myself is, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard yeah. to keep a boutique and a small management company in business when there are these giants out there that can maybe outcompete you on price. They can maybe even outmarket you. Uh, maybe the the silver yeah. lining here is they they probably can't outcompete you on customer service if you're using the right tools. But if you're not using the right tools, you go out of business. But staying on top of the right tools is really hard. Right. And if you choose one wrong tool, you could go down, down a hole so fast. Yeah, you choose the yeah. wrong thing. Yeah. You know, the wrong person quits your business. Thousand percent. Yeah. Now it's challenging, and you don't face those types of challenges. I mean, you face the challenges in building the kind of company that gets acquired. But once you have it, and you have great margins, and you're using the right tools, and you look like an attractive, appealing business, it's much easier to retain the wealth and go out, get acquired and sell the business and keep a smile on your face with less risk. Yeah. Not that I'm like crazy risk averse per se, because I'm, I obviously started no. Latchel, so I'm yeah. not that risk averse, but maybe risk averse enough where that's what I would optimize for. But curious what you think, Michael. So, uh, well, really quickly, can, if it's a quick answer, um, if, if you got acquired, then what would you do after that? I guess it depends how much I was acquired for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to go through the, the algorithm. Do I uh, yeah. retire on a beach? Do yeah. I take that money and start something else? Right. Yeah, I've already had enough sand in my life. I don't need to be on the beach anymore. But um, <laughs> so you tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, you know, I, I I think that's right, and I, I obviously I I uh, I don't. I, I think those are the outcomes. And I do think that that's a very credible outcome to go for mm -hmm. as long as you're to, to, to your point and to our point, I think also in to almost all of the presenters that I can think of at the show would say, as long as you're clear what you're going for, that's the main thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because it really dictates certain things that you're doing. And in a strong way, um, uh, me personally, um, I've, I, was a management consultant for years in in very very large companies and um i saw what they did to 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 acquisitions and i experienced a few of those and um because of that and i think um because i just have a have a sort of intuitive response now to size and mm -hmm. to um kind of uh, a very uh what becomes it, it takes away the, one of the aspects of it that I really, really like, which is the human and both the human in the terms of the people that I work with, but also the clients and the relationships that I have with the clients. 
And um, so, you know, my, my preference would be, I would, I would probably work to try to stay independent and I would try to, um, I would do that because I think I have a, a better control over the elements of my life. Mm. Um, that's the, that's the way I feel about it. And I also have a hard time. I would have a very hard time, the blood, sweat and tears and passion that you put in, um, seeing somebody, you know, seeing the, the 14th floor marketing executive look at me and say, yeah, we're just not going to do that anymore. Um, would be really, really difficult to swallow no matter how nice the beach was in France that I was sitting on. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my orientation to it. And mm. I think that um, being healthily independent is a, a very laudable thing. It, and I think you're right, though. I think your characterization of it is really, really good, which is to say it's hard and it's going to get harder. Um, but I also think, and you and I have had this conversation, we both sort of have nodded our heads. We think it's doable. We think it's a thing that you can do, but you have to know exactly why you're doing it. Um, and, and what you're going to, going to put up with along the way. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't have to keep the conversation going here because we have two really awesome panels that'll be, uh, happening at PM grow that are nice. going to dive really deep into this. Absolutely. Super yeah. important, super important discussion for, for everybody concerned. Um, and I think that everyone's going to benefit from it. So, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was great to have a little mini debate here, but there's definitely going to be a lot more where that came from at PM Grow and a lot of other sessions that we didn't even touch on yet that'll be supporting kind of how to navigate if you lean one way or the other. So I know right after that session, Ethan's going to be moderating a panel called Chatting with Giants, talking to a bunch of larger companies in the industry, really digging into their brains, what they're looking for, how they operate. So that'll be a really great session. Uh, we've also got Daniel Craig doing a industry talk. Um, if you guys don't know, if listeners don't know Daniel Craig, he ha does PM Profit Coach, um, created the NARPA accounting standard, super smart guy, and he's going to have a great talk. Four and a half is going to be presenting a marketing study um, with a lot of great insight into how property managers can be better marketing their companies. Uh, we've got a whole panel on innovative income streams, all the different ways you can be adding new revenue to your business. So we barely scratched the surface in this podcast session, and there's going to be a lot of great info coming in, I guess, just just over a month now. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great. But before we close out the podcast, I know we have um, a closing speaker that is going to be really fun for everybody. So, Michael, could you tell us a little bit about who that closing keynote speaker is going to be? You bet. So, the closing our closing speaker is Frank Shamrock. He's the uh, MMA fighter legend. Um, action did uh, actually the legend Frank the legend Shamrock, and Frank's um, talk and Frank's story are uh, remarkably inspirational. But also, um, not only are they heartfelt, not only are they inspiring, but they also have a depth of purpose and intent that's that's very valuable, and that I think um, people will take away if if they think deeply about um, these kinds of things. I, I spend a fair amount of time. I'm also a martial arts instructor, and I've spent a fair uh, portion of my life um, thinking about. Um, 
the, the true qualities of a warrior and what it means to really be a warrior in life. And Frank is also one of those people um, that, that's talked about that. And I think that um, his perspective on this is valuable for almost anyone to hear. Um, the, I just I wrote a blog about it that I put up uh, a few days ago that um, people can check out. But essentially, um, um, the reference point that I, I really like to refer to is, is uh, a friend of mine put this in his book, and um, it's one of my favorite movies. And uh, it's called The Seven Samurai. Akira Kurosawa um, was the director. And um, there's a scene in that movie, which I think is very instructive for all of us. And that is that um, um, if you don't know the story, very simply put, there's a little village. Um, they're under siege by a murderous gang. Um, and um, they're in fear of losing their livelihood themselves. They're losing their families, et cetera. And so they, all they have is a bag of rice. And so they take this, these few bags of rice and they go out and they hire um, a samurai. And the samurai at that time were kind of out of work. There was not a lot of war and there was not a lot of um, places where the samurai could go. And so the samurai was like, um, this is, you know, I've dedicated my life to this practice and this service. So um, this is what I need to go do. So I'm going to go do this. Um, but I need, we need more people because we can't just, uh, you know, the village and myself against this gang, there's no chance. So we need to hire some people. And so um, what he does is he plants himself inside this little shop and uh, basically um, sends the villagers out to find other samurai to come by and, and interview with him. Um, but what he also does is take one of the villagers with a big wooden oar and um, has him hide behind the door. Um, and so the samurai are out on the street and he whistles to them and says, hey, uh, come on in. And so the first one walks in and um, he gets hit on the head and then defeats the guy with the with the wooden oar and gets all angry and kind of walks off. And the first the first samurai is like, yeah, that's he's not going to work. And then the second guy comes and um, just as he's approaching the door, he recognizes the blow and he lifts up his hand and he blocks and parries the parries the oar and stops it from hitting him. And um, the first samurai looks at him and he's like, yeah, no, it's not going to work and sends him away. And the guy's kind of pissed off and he just walks off. So now the third guy walks by, the samurai whistles to him and he looks in at the store and then he just stops for a minute and stares. And then he smiles and he smiles at the guy and he winks at him and he says, there's a guy up there with an oar about to hit me. And the samurai says, that's the guy we want. And the instructive nature of the story to me is in this environment, you can't um, hesitate and you can't over anticipate. None of those things are going to work. You have to move dynamically with the changing environment. And I think that's a really good uh, perspective. And Frank, um, as a warrior, understands that mentality and understands how to communicate about it and to, to reach people with that information. So that's my little samurai story. I love that. Yeah, that's such an eloquent way to tie that analogy into what MMA fighter has to do with running a property management company. So super appreciate I that. I actually can't even believe you got Frank Shamrock to do a talk. Like, that's insane. And yeah, I the, think like... <laughs> the funny way that I approached him was... That's actually what I did was I was thinking of all these things, right? You go through all this, like, how am I going to approach this? What, what should I say? What are the, what's the trigger? And then I just said, you know what? I just got to be straight up. And I just said, I'm, 
I'm this age. I've been practicing martial arts my whole life. I believe in this. I believe that your talk is going to be powerful and meaningful to the constituency that I'm working for, which is property managers. Come talk. He was like, yeah, let's let's figure it out. So it was awesome, you know. And and he, and the, the the other story that's worth sharing with Frank is that you know I said, well, just come in, you know, come in on um, Tuesday a little bit before, you know. We'll, we'll grab some lunch and then you'll do your talk and then you can take off or what, you know, whatever. And he's like, Oh no, I, I want to be there for the whole conference. I want to walk around and talk to people and see who I can help. Oh, that is awesome. You know, oh, that and so awesome. that that's the essence of the mentality that, that I'm talking about. Right. Which is the perspective of, you know, what, what are you doing for other people and how can you help them? And that's his orientation. So um, I can't, I literally can't wait to, to be down there and talk to him and hear him and have other people hear him and talk about it because it's real important to me. I think um, this is coming from someone that had, like doesn't do martial arts. I don't get in fights. Uh, I'm not even athletic. Um, I'm probably as nerdy as you could possibly be. Um, with very little athleticism, but I find like the war warrior philosophy, I'll just like generalize it, whether it's like boxing, uh, like, um, you know, the, the samurai, yeah. uh, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but like, uh, or like Spartan type philosophy, like the warrior codes, warrior philosophy, I think yeah. they're yeah. so, uh, underutilized from a business building perspective but like yeah. as a founder and an entrepreneur there is more applicability of that like warrior code to actually like the formidability and fortitude required to build a great business yeah it's just like so underutilized in the business industry yeah i'll tell you ethan i got i'll, I'll tell you a little story i don't know if this is the right place for it but a little story what bonded me to you when we when we first met and started talking about all this yeah. Is at some point in the conversation, I can't remember when it was, but um, it was just like, oh, I think we were we were testing like 60, 10 questions in 60 seconds or something like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the questions, you know, somebody asked you, what do you like to do every day? And you said sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that's the, you know, the essence of, of learning. I, I think it's important to understand kind of effort and that how work, how intrinsically important work is to us and making work work. So my orientation on this show is this is, you know, it's about how to make work work. Um, it's not, you know, I'm not this guy that's like, you have to love your work. I, that's nice. And it's a really good aspirational goal. I don't think that's what it has to all be about, but how to make work work and make it, make it fit your life and make it so that it's creating the life that you want that's a great message. And that's something we're going to do at PM Grow. <laughs> so for anybody listening and not watching, Ethan tried to do a mic drop, but ended up unplugging his microphone that was awesome. in the midst of it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if I knew sign language, I would have done like mic drop or. Yeah. A mic drop situation just happened. <laughs> Another thing I need to learn. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be a great conference. Uh, we're all going to walk out with the wisdom of a samurai now, it seems. And maybe Frank Shamrock will just be walking around giving pointers or even you, Michael, just giving some martial arts lessons in the meantime. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll tell you the the latest ask from the team was um, we're going to do these uh, kind of we're calling them uh, coffee with an expert at some of the breaks, which will be a little bit extended. Um, the ask was to teach to do something to do some martial arts, so we're going to do it. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. So you can come down and get a, a 10 minute martial art lesson. All right. We'll get to move our bodies in the real world now. Um, big step up from last year's virtual conference. As cool as that was, you guys were the metaverse before the metaverse became a thing. So Nice. Wow. <laughs> Katrina, thank you so much. Talk Katrina. about foresight. You wow. saw the, the guy right? with the oar. That's what I was thinking all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, beautiful. Nice. Did you guys have any other closing thoughts before... We wrap up our session today. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll just say uh, if you haven't registered for PM Grow, get on it now. This is going to be one of the best PM Grows I think that that's maybe ever been done given like the scale to which things have changed in the last two years. And Latchel actually has a discount code for you. So when you go to PM Grow to get your ticket, it's PM Grow Summit dot com and use the code latchel 25 and you're getting a massive discount on your ticket purchase go to it now don't delay right now we're almost right. sold out actually i don't know if we're almost sold out we'll create more tickets if you if we need to absolutely we, we can't infinitely create space we do have a limited amount of space in that that's fair in, in the audience so yeah yeah don't wait great Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. Michael, did you want to add anything? No, no, that's that's great. Ethan said Ethan said it all. Come on down. This is this is going to be fantastic. Um, I'm I'm hoping what we're seeing is real in terms of the numbers dropping with COVID, et cetera. It's going to be a safe environment. We're going to have a great time. Come on down. We're gonna you're gonna teach us how to do some sweet air kicks too. Thousand so. percent. Yeah. We're also gonna get to see Larry's burlap jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just just coming to see Larry to me is enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Legacy Larry. Oh, we've got Frank the Legend Shamrock and Legacy Larry. Thousand percent. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. Ethan, thanks for being a guest on your own podcast. That was it's, awesome. It's a pleasure. I always love coming to the Latchel podcast. And thank thanks you, you guys so much for this. Thanks for uh, spending the time and, and uh, you know, walking this adventure with me, Ethan and Katrina. I know it's been a long road and, and we're getting to the to the height of the mountain, which will be really fun. But um, really, really appreciate Latchel and all the folks there and just have such a great feeling working with you every single day. So thank you. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yep. Ditto. And I'm going to go read your blog post now on four and a half. Nice. <laughs> See ya. Awesome. All Thank right. you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review too if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks everyone. See you back next week.